What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one, HAM1. And it's brought to you by BoxOfAwesome.com and the promo code HAM. BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM. And we're not done, guy. No. LegacyBox.com slash ham. LegacyBox.com slash ham. Now to the segment. So we normally do NFL headlines. We've done a bunch of stuff. Let's just rattle through, because a lot of stuff has happened this weekend. I just got a few things for you we can hit real quick here. Number one, uh, I, like you, thought Rory was going to fold playing head-to-head with Kepka on Sunday. He did I not. I got old take exposed. Did yeah. you? He did. Like they actually tweeted one of your yeah, old takes? Well, no, that take. <laughs> he did that to me with a take from like um, late last year, an NBA take. What was it? Oh, it was this Kawhi trade is going to look really good when they flip him to the Western Conference uh, in January. <laughs> that was my tweet from the when Kawhi got traded to the Raptors. And then he won the net. That got old take exposed like the night after the championship. And he was that the finals got MVP. Exposed, yeah. I will tell you what annoys me is people tweeting their own tweets at Old Takes Exposed. Like, no, no, no. It doesn't yeah. work like this. You don't get to, like, point at yourself. Like, oh, I, I can take the criticism. Like, no, you just tweet your takes. And if you get Old Take Exposed, you get Old Take Exposed. But that must have happened within, like, 24 hours of the tweet. Less. Wait, you're talking about the one where you said Rory is mindfucked. Yeah, Kepka's in his dome. Because then, guy, gotcha. after, like, a three or four – after that hole, it had, like, a four-shot swing. So it happened fast after that tweet. And I realized I was on the Stairmaster when I tweeted it. And by the next hole, I realized this tweet's in some trouble. <laughs> so it was it, because Kepka was spraying his driver all over the place. And at least from the holes that I saw early on, why I tweeted that, because Rory hit, was hitting all these fairways. Kepka's in the trees. And as someone that called, I don't know, Tiger Woods Tour Championship in 2018, Guy Haberman, you know that place is tight. If you're in the trees, you're kind of screwed. Kepka's hitting these remarkable shots early on, like three, four out of the trees onto the green. 
closer than Rory shots that are in the middle of the fairway. So I go, God, Kepka is going to get him. But then the problem is Kepka just kept hitting in the trees, kept hitting in the trees. And if you just keep hitting the fairways, you're probably going to beat the guy in the trees because the trees are pretty thick. And the rough's really thick there. It's like U.S. Open rough. So you can't, even Kepka's kind of screwed. Rory was, that was as to beat Kepka like that in the final group when you start off one behind. It's not his majors, but that's probably, his, if he has three majors, that's his fourth best win of his career. Given the stakes, it, Brooks had throttled them, what, a month ago? I mean, kicked his ass. I, I, I have a lot of respect for Rory. Props. And what, he win $15 million? I mean, Kepka won four. Uh, 15 Kepka million, won four. yeah. That's, that's a pretty big purse. Yeah, that's the thing. To me, the crazy part is, like, Kepka. did he end up second or third? I think Kepka finished third. Like, Rory had to still play really well to beat him. Like, Rory didn't get the – Rory won the tournament, like he said afterwards. Like, he was the low score for the tournament. Forget about how many strokes Ke- you came Kepka in under par. Kepka was uh, uh, Okay. Sh- Shoffley was second. So forget about how many strokes you came into the FedEx Cup playoffs well, and now into the Tour Championship final with. Like, Rory won the tournament straight well, up. Well, Kepka actually split third with JT. So instead of getting four and three, they each got three and a half, which works for JT because he was going to be four. Yeah, so it's a, that was a 500,000 swing for him. I mean, you could have pl- played a football game at the Coliseum for that five. You know who was dead last? Dead last. No? Um, well, they tied for dead last, actually. But Dustin? Yeah, D- Dustin was dead last. Do you know what dead last in this tournament got you? It was like 450 yeah, or something? I think, I think the numbers changed a little bit because a lot of guys tied. So, like, a lot of guys tied for 19th. So, a bunch of guys got 512 and a bunch of guys got 550. So, if you just cracked the, like, Patrick Reed tied for 9th with Kisner and Hideki, they, they got 850. So the million started with the eighth guy when it was supposed to be a little longer, but the ties. So Ches Reeve got a million. Finau seventh got one point three. Scott one point nine. I saw someone tweet Paul Casey who finished fifth and got two and a half million dollars. That purse is bigger than any purse in any tournament this season. So it this yeah, this thing is really lucrative to get in because four hundred thousand dollars guy for finishing thirty. You get four hundred thousand dollars if you're like seventh in a major. Like that's a lot of money. You know, I, ton of money. Even for Dustin well, Johnson, you win. Like, that's, yeah, it's a good, uh, great, great event. Yeah, uh, Miami, Florida was phenomenal on Saturday afternoon. Really cool. That football game felt. It felt like at one point I look up. Where's that? Is that Miami Disney World or Orlando? Is that where it was? Yeah, I think yeah it was because that's where Who game day plays was. Plays there normally. UCF. That was my question. I think so, That's yes. their home field. Makes sense. So, the, I look I up. Like, they just have a stadium here? Just, you play two games a year? It's kind of weird. There's a Miami player, like, standing. I don't know if he's standing or if he's, like, in front of the crowd, if he's standing on the bench. And there's, like, all these photographers around him. And there's time on the clock in the second quarter. <laughs> like, it's as if the game had ended, except it's not even halftime yet. Just the amount of celebrating, the amount of big hits the amount of just fast as shit guys, the amount of, like, emotion on every play. It felt like a CFP semifinal. Yeah. That was incredible. I don't know how many games Miami's going to win, but it was incredible. Yeah, I don't know how many games Florida can win either. It was awesome. Because I started getting really juiced when the thing went viral, Michael Irvin, 
and the face of Reggie Wayne behind them. That's the thing with Miami. Their guys, <laughs> yes. they roll out guys, and it's not just like a couple NFL guys. It's like the best NFL players of each of the last 30 years of that 10-year span's generations. So it's like all the dudes in the 90s, then all the dudes in the 2000s, and then all the dudes that have recently retired. You're like, did Reggie Wayne and Andre Johnson and you know Frank Gore just stand in? It's like the sweet dudes. And they just, to me, the older ones, like the Alonzo Highsmith, who was at the top, like that was part of the crew in the mid-80s that got it rolling. They're actually kind of the dudes that everyone looks up to, like the craziest motherfuckers. And I, I was like, God, these guys are just incredible. This is badass. And then, like you said, to me, the biggest difference in the SEC, and I include these three schools in the SEC, Miami, Florida State, and Clemson, because they have an SEC-level player, is the quarterback play is very hit or miss. So when you get bad quarterback play at some of those schools, they're going to win six or seven games. Like LSU has had a lot. Florida's probably going to be a little hit or miss. I give Miami a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because the kid was 18. Like that was a true freshman starting that game. Can you imagine? I don't care. I don't know what high school the guy went to. I know he's a five-star big recruit. Even if you went to St. Thomas Aquinas or whatever, you're, that's a first college game in front of 80,000 people. The only game on everyone's watching. That's pretty intimidating against Florida. Which, I know Miami's probably not going to be that good, but th- how many NFL players did it feel, non-quarterbacks, just in that game? I don't know, 20? 30? <laughs> felt like every... I, I don't know. They they all looked like the fastest guy on the team when I, when they were the one running. Because so. I'm a sucker for Arizona-Hawaii, but when that game comes on next, you're like, mm. I can see why some people just move on with their night and do other shit. I'm going to watch, but... Well, that game was... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as as I said earlier, I would never, ever schedule a non-conference game in Hawaii. Not a chance. That doesn't ever. happen very often for Pac-12 schools going over there and playing, right? Remember remember SC played there with Lane? Well, Mar- I remember Mar- because... Lee hit a sweet wide receiver screen to start the game. I remember watching it home with my parents. I remember one thing that happened for that game was there had been, like, some local TV cameras out at SC practice. did they beat them 50-7 or some- something? Was I it? They kicked the shit out. I just remember there had been some footage from SC practice on the local news. And it pissed Lane off. And SC was not, <laughs> yeah, like Baxter or somebody was mad. You're about saying it. because they, they had a walk throughout the stadium and cameras were there. Yeah, they were just like local news channel. I remember it was it was it was, back, it was in the background. Of it was kind of like it was kind of sloppy early. I think Cody Kessel was the quarterback, and they hit a wide receiver screen to Marquise Lee, and then the the route was on. But you're right. I mean, it was like they had done like a home, home, and home, right? So they had done like a two and one, and you just owe them. Yeah, and like what? Sometimes those schools just buy out of a two and one, right? So they never actually do the one. Yeah. And if you're the school, money's money. So it's like, okay, you're going to pay me 800 grand, and I'm just going to get to schedule a win. Because I think that's the big argument in college football right now. I've been watching a lot of the, uh, if midday I'm searching around, like I can't take sports talk anymore, I'll just click on like college football live, and they'll have like interesting mm-hmm. debates about. Saw your guy Leaf and some of those guys were on the other day on College Football Live, and they just said, "What what is the point in taking a huge swing like Florida and Miami?" Or you, that that's kind of built in, but even like, but it's not. They hadn't played in a while. Yeah, that that one's that's probably a bad example. But like the example would be like, but why, right, why is Washington Auburn, wasting Oregon. their time playing Auburn? Why doesn't Washington schedule, you know, UNLV? We'll go look Nevada. at their schedule this year. That's crazy. It's their schedule this year is like Eastern Washington at home is their opener, and it's good enough. Now, last year was an exception where you had, what, three unbeatens go to the CFP. But you've had, going into last year, there had been three total unbeaten teams going into the college football playoff. So, no matter who you schedule, if you get, by and historically, no matter who you schedule, if you're a one-loss team, you're getting, you're going. 
Now, last year it was not the case, so your schedule does matter a little. But you don't even have to go Wait, unbeaten. Say that again? Forget about you're who you play. you saying historically if you're a one-loss team you're going? So, bef- yeah, before last year there had only been three total unbeaten teams in the college football playoff. But I'm saying for last the, year the West was Coast exception. guys, it, the, the going undefeated is much less likely. So you know you're going to be a one one loss team. So you might as well have the like you might as well play the big boys because you're going to get a loss anyway. Yeah, but what I'm saying is no one's gone through a Pac-12 season unbeaten yet. So you're I think you're better Just off running the table nobody. and playing like UNLV and Nevada your hollers games. And maybe even if you lose a game in your league, which no one has not done to use a double negative, you're still you're still in well the that, that and I think Washington would tell you well if we had just scheduled Fresno State, Nevada, and Eastern Washington and not done Auburn, the problem would be even if we we run the table in those games and we lose one game, we still win the conference. We're not getting the benefit of the doubt right now, and they are, which is true. Well, last year they would not have. But the year they went, they were a one-loss team. But I think a part of the problem also is a lot of the the programs that are consistently going to go, right? Like Ohio State plays people. Oklahoma plays people. They do home-and-homes with UCLA, Ohio State. Like They're going to play Power 5 teams. Well, look, I, I like odds it. are this year, if Auburn, if Oregon beats Auburn and Oregon still loses a game in the league, they're probably in the playoff. Just They're going ha- to have a chance. Now, if there's a bunch of unbeatens and Ohio State's got one loss, and maybe not. But... Odds are you're right there. I listen to uh, Rosillo's pod with Stanford Steve, and he's a Pac-12 guy, and and I think this is fair to say with a lot of people that are like deep in the weeds in college football that no team week one probably has more on the line just because people just love shitting on the conference. Like whether Auburn's good or not, that win for the Pac-12 it's really important. <laughs> like just to be like get that win for the conference, which many people think they're going to be the best team. Right? That's a, it's a big game. You could, yeah. I think no that team game has more is bigger the for the league. One. I think that game is bigger for the league than it actually is for Oregon. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. So Oregon is carrying the league's weight of their shoulder on them. Like Oregon can lose the game, have a good year, not even go to the CFP, beat the Big Ten champ in the Rose Bowl. Because what Rosillo was year. saying, he's right. Like, what's so stupid about that? Let's say you lose by seven. Well, guess what? Gus's check Gus's resume. Like on any given day, he can beat you. Hell, he could beat your ass. He's he has his moments where he's an elite coach. Like it's not when you take a step back, Oregon go ten and two and they lose that game. It's not really that crazy. Well, but John, but the, it, the, it, the perception is reality in this case. They got to come through. Though I don't think that I, I don't think they'll win the game. Where's the game? Yeah, they uh, uh, games at Cherry World. Okay. No, it's at uh, Houston. It's at the Texan Stadium. So they kind of went neutral, but it still feels more <laughs> them, right? <laughs> kind of, but not really. I mean, that's going to be an Auburn home game, right? No, Oregon. Or, you would say the Oregon. Oregon does, does travel, travel well. well, and this is a hype squad. Uh, that's what day is that? Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the college game day How game. Good is, I mean, I don't know where college game day is, but that's the ABC game. College game day was just when you don't wake up early enough on Saturday. I saw a lot of people tweeting about it. I'm like, oh, it ex- how about that headline? Can we talk about that one? one? Desmond Howard saying, "Is Desmond Howard going to have to choke a bitch on TV?" I mean, that's cla- to me. The, and then apologize. Well, I think the only reason you have to apologize because you are a Disney. And you said bitch, not necessarily people like choke a bitch. Were, were people getting deep into the weeds on what that means? I don't know. I I I was not on, and I did not participate in the controversy. Someone just said, "Did you see this Desmond video?" Sent me the video, and I laughed my ass it off. It was funny. And then said, "I watched it like ten times." Corso's got no clue what's going on. Like I, I get he's a legend and everything. They, they should have retired him a couple years ago. 
and they'd probably say, well, we don't have anyone else to put on. I'd be like, we'll figure it out. Do something. Because this is this guy is just, you know, he's just his fastball is long gone. If he was once throwing 95 guy, I think he's throwing like 68 now. Like, it's a borderline disaster. He can't really talk. Herb Street clearly realized what he said. It's just like, I can't believe he just said that. And to me, it's not. I, I'm glad. I, I didn't see anyone be like, what that symbolizes, the treatment of women, yeah, the inequality. Know, they didn't, but you know what? Like, you say that on TV. If somebody had said it, you're like, dude, how, like, even is, if you had said, am I going to have to, I, there's no way to say it. But Can you say know. bitch, yeah. though, on ESPN? No. no. But you can't. But oh, on all these other channels, I, I do think the rules have changed. Because, like, stuff on FX and cable television, people swear all the time. Right. But if Brady Quinn on Fox says bitch, like, uh, quarterback at halftime. I gotta, I gotta tell you what, uh, quarterback acting like a bitch in the pocket, like that doesn't fly. Yeah, that's true. That would be some great. You know, I went on on fly. Sirius XM Radio with Brady Quinn and and AJ Hawk. They were hosting the show. And I was like, yeah. these guys are pretty on the ball. I was just like, this pretty impressive. Oh, Brady's it's a pretty over. impressive I don't tandem. Know what... Well, yeah. so, so, do you know what's funny about Brady? Someone DM'd me for the Middlecoff mailbag and said, do you know what's crazy? He's like. When you look at why quarterbacks succeed or failure fail, he's like, I listen all the time to Brady's shows, and I listen to Brady, and I go, this guy is really smart, and he played at Notre Dame. Like, how did he fail? And I, I was like, well, I didn't really scout him. I don't know exactly. I have to ask. I would imagine it was like inaccuracy or something, because clearly he's smart enough, right? And he clearly had the physical tools. Yeah, I well, I think he would tell you. I haven't talked to him about it, but I think he would tell you. I've never met him. On he was... He was a he was a Cleveland Brown for three years. Yeah. Uh, and I I think, like I think he falls in the category. Like when I was talking earlier, it about just ne- he never had a, just, he never had a chance. Or it's just like it wasn't a good chance. I mean, he played twenty four total games in his career, and then who was his coaches? Did he? Who was the coach at Kansas City in twelve? And no, it wasn't Andy. No, right? it was Todd Haley. Oh, yeah, it was Todd well, Haley. Yeah. Okay. Well, so was, I mean, I so just I just chief pulled for, it up. Now he was pretty accurate the last couple of years, 64, 61. I mean, he's a career 58%. College stats. It was college yeah. stats. No, I, I think he, like, to me, when I think of guys like. I'd be fascinated because you I hear him he, and you're just like. He was supremely talented. This guy's not like A-Rod. Guy. He just looks good. They're subs. Like, no. He, he's impressive. No, John. I like him. Well, I think he's. You know him. Pure, like, I met him uh, a couple. I met him, like, at the Pac-12 Media Day. And he was really I'm cool. A, I'm a big, I'm a big a fan of Brady Quinn. Well, it's. I told you, like, I think he is one of the best analysts in college football, and could could do pro, like, could do the NFL. Like, there's people would be, you know, I think he's a college guy in part because he was a college star, but he's he does the NFL at the end of the year. Like, he does random. This guy's not. Remember, he did Rams. Like he did Rams Niners at the end of the year two years. This ago. guy's a little different now because he's gotten so big in other areas. But when he tried, you're like, this guy was really short. Jesse Palmer, like, he just knows a lot of shit. Yeah, you know, they just yeah. smart. Guys. I think Brady's. I think I think there's a reason he's not in the booth and he's that they moved him to the studios because the studio shows a big deal for them and they wanted him on it. What? Okay, here's another controversy. Before uh, this, how long is this pot? To uh, two ten at this Mark. Joe Rogan style. Oh, that could get Urban out. Meyer. Urban Meyer showed up to the Florida game in a Florida yeah. polo, and Florida right. Twitter was furious like what the fuck is this guy and it brought me to the question is where do you stand on this and for me it's pretty simple even if you win a national championship in college if you leave that program 
in a double like Pete Carroll left for the NFL so at the end of the day he left him in some trouble but he did leave for a quote-unquote better job or very understandable Urban didn't leave for a job he quit one and two left a program that was just in shambles so I can see where Florida people like and they are diehards they they, this isn't a casual thing down there I don't know if you've heard but they were furious that he was in a polo and he's still an Ohio State polo or I mean employee it's just I do think sometimes that Urban Meyer is living in a different world than us all. Uh, so how many championships did he win? One two. or two? Two. He won, you remember, the first one with, like, not Chris yeah, Lee. Well, I was just clarifying. I thought he won two. And beat Saban. I mean, in six years. They had, no, they were they had high highs. Um, they had high highs and low like, lows. I get, I get that it's complicated. No, guy, I'd say I it's agree more there. complicated with some of the players that he had. Yeah, yeah, however you want to... Okay, it's more than complicated. Can you be more complicated than complicated? Fine, it's more than complicated. But, I would... It, uh, now, the AD, Jeremy Foley... Was it Jeremy Foley? Is that his name? He's not there anymore, right? He retired. Isn't that, like, Chris Foley's brother or whatever? <laughs> yeah, what, what am I... It's yeah, Foley. Some I don't Foley. Know I know what you're talking about, yeah. The guy that hired Billy Donovan and hired like, Urban. I would bet yeah. there's a lot of high-priced donors that are still text with Urban and make him feel like he's part of the Florida well, But that's well. go-to that? college football, right? But I'm just saying the fan base yeah, of the way I'm that just, they love the guy and then he kind of screwed him over. Well, here's he what I would Ohio say State. to them. I, like, this is what I would say. I get their emotion and it's justified. But at the end of the day, would you trade the Urban Meyer era? Would you say, okay, the Urban's going to just bail on you guys and it's going to be awful. But do you want to undo they, it? They, they got no problem with it. No. I think they look at it like this guy's the ultimate fraud. Like he quit. He said he had health issues. Really, he was fine. He moved, went to work at ESPN immediately. Goes and then he goes and coaches a sweet, another sweet job, and then acts like nothing's wrong. And then our program's in shambles, and he just again left us in shambles. And it's like he's pretending that never happened. It'd be again, you can win championships and have some low lows, but their low lows were a disaster. I mean, the, so don't so show up, but don't wear the. I, polo? I just I don't even think you show, man. I, I think it's just like, bro, just move on. You know, you went to Ohio State and won again. Like, do you, I, I'd say your association, it might suck, but it's over. Yeah, see, I don't I, – I th- now, again, I don't know what his public stance has been, if he's ever even had one. I, you know, you can always heal wounds. Now, I don't know if he's attempted to heal wounds, but I don't think it's over for him. Now, if you haven't said a word to anybody and you show up in a polo, I understand why they're mad, but I don't particularly – like, I also understand how if you won two rings, you don't care. Like, if like Twitter thinks I shouldn't be here – well, let's go. Let's go polish up those fucking crystal well, balls. Well, I'd, I'd be, I'd be interested, guy, if that game had not been at, you know, uh, what was it called, Farmer Stadium, outdoor, whatever. I'm not sure what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, if that had been in Gainesville, and right. and they he, had been playing Miami Week One, so they had just played that game in Miami, and they had shown him on the jumbotron, I would imagine there'd probably more boos than cheers. I swear to God. No, I, it's, again, I, I get it. I'm so just to saying, me, that shows you like him, the feel of the base. Like, fuck this guy. Okay, but like I said, I don't if think I'm USC him, doesn't feel that way about Pete. No, but it's not even the same conversation. That's it's an outrageous. But, but he left. But he left him in pretty shitty situation. Remember? Yeah, but it's to- I mean, but it's a whole different thing. That, that thing's not emotional the way the thing with Urban. I'm just saying, if you're Urban. And you think, yeah, I can walk back into the whatever, like it wasn't Gainesville, but I can throw this pole. Like, do I deserve to put this polo on? Oh, yeah. I mean, and all the fans say that, no. Yeah. Well, but I'm just saying, I get why he thinks that because he's got two rings that he won them. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, I think I just maybe I'm down on the guy. Is he out of touch with how they yeah. feel? Or just I, I think don't he's care. Out of touch. Because whenever you hear him talk, guy, he's just he's a little out of touch. I, I think he lives a little Anything bit else? in his own world. Well, maybe. Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, the tro- John, the trophy is uh, the Giants won the uh, trophy. While we were talking, Stephen Vogt almost got domed, got mad. Did you I see did, that? Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Well, I, I looked up and he was on the ground. Is that D. Wade? That is D. Wade. I, do you feel like him and LeBron are going to be super close friends or there could be a potential if their sons break up? Like, just because, again, young boys, you just because your dads are best Why friends. Why are their sons breaking up? Did I miss Well, no, I'm just saying, like, what if Bronny and the power forward and D. Wade's kid and, like, the small – like, you just – young kids are weird, man. Weird shit happens. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be – I think D. Wade and LeBron are – Or I are just – are locked to the hip for life. Banana boat for life, yeah. They, and they would just make fun of their kids. Like, go, bro, you're going to be friends with this guy. <laughs> He's coming over to Taco Tuesday. There's nothing you can say about it. Isn't it nice to have just, if a news is going to break, I get an alert that's not Taco Tuesday and it's Andrew Luck retires. Well, I had one the other day. It was like news for, it was a Twitter one. It was like news for you. And it was absolutely, I don't even remember what it was. It was so not news for me. And I, most of them are not actually news for me. Yeah, I mean. I, and Taco Tuesday, I, I, if, if anybody knows, is there a way to filter all that shit out and just get, like it has to be a Schefter or a Woj, or like a Rosenthal. But I, how about, the, how about just... this? <coughs> Clay is who knows where on some vacation. He clearly is kind yeah. of established he's got this girlfriend. Like, does yeah. every media outlet, once he Instagrams it, needs to just copy and paste it and Instagram that he's got a girlfriend? Exactly. Can, exactly. can, can I the don't... guy just but... be with his girlfriend, be proud, want to show her off to all of his fans, but he's not doing it for like ESPN to link it. Can you just let it be? Like, we all, Clay's well, got a I million followers. Is... Let, it, let it be. Yeah, I mean, look, it's news. You can whatever, but don't make it one of my alerts. I don't need it. Let me just see if I still have all my, you know, there's a way you can, like, erase all your alerts. I don't know if I've done it. Let's see what my judge promises a fan a homer. Don't need it. Chappelle holds a massive block party in celebration of Dayton. Don't need it. Uh, the Raiders signed Corey Legion. Don't need it. Actually, Wait, I don't Who that. signed who? We'll say it again. Ra- Raiders agree to terms with Corey Lee. I missed that one. That's the, not a bad one. Yeah, I missed it too. I actually never saw it. <laughs> See, I, I, that's, uh, I'm good with that one. That's pretty good little. Yeah, that one's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.